Hello and salam. Welcome to Muslim Viewpoint, a new podcast series powered by American Muslim Today, a groundbreaking nonprofit digital newspaper. AMT champions its civic engagement, informs and empowers the diverse voices of almost 30 million Muslims here in the US and other Western countries. I'm Rifat Malik, I'm AMT's Editor-in-Chief, and today we have an interview with Alma Campos and Christopher Abdulkarim Pavlicek, the co-founders of the Ohala Foundation. And we talk about their role in building the bridges between Latino and Arab Muslims through community service and personal relationships. They spoke to our reporter, Maya Gaylor. Ohala Foundation, mostly the, the Latino Muslims of Chicago, it was uh, started mainly by a group of sisters who were looking to have a community, right? So we are Hispanic, we're Latinos, and we needed to find something that we would be able to identify with and that would be relatable to us. Like as we come into this beautiful religion, we realize that, you know, we can't change who we are. We are our whole life experience. And that doesn't always fit into um, the Muslim community as it is right now. Like we're not Arab. We're not, you know, Pakistani. We're not uh, Bosnian. We're Mexican, Guatemalan, Cuban. Like we're coming from all these different areas and American at the same time. So I think for us, it came out of that need of having to find a place where we would fit in. And to add to that, a lot of us had young children. So we wanted our children to be very proud of who they were and to embrace the the diversity in who they were. So we needed them to find a place for them to feel safe and to grow and to be Muslim and be proud of being Muslim. So it started from there. And we did have, you know, a, a lot of people coming and going because it is a very new community. I'm talking like I came to Islam 20 years ago, about 20 years ago. And since then, it was, I think when my daughter was three, and she's, well, she's, she's older now. But um, that's when I felt the need to really get involved. And um start to team up with other individuals and try to move this this forward so we could have a space for ourselves. I will say that through those years, because we were mainly a group of sisters, it was, it, 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 and we're all new, right? We're all new to the religion. So I think that the strength to this organization in many ways came when the brothers got involved, right? So Abdul Karim is, is here. And about five years ago, it became Ohala Foundation, the Latino Muslims of Chicago. And when they get involved, we really did see that our community was at a different place, uh, for one. And maybe it was ready, you know, to really embrace this and grow. And then, Abdul Karim, I think you could chime in at this point. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> Alhamdulillah, it was, yeah, about our actually like right around five years ago actually like we're probably within a week of when we had these meetings uh me and a few brothers we just said you know like uh, our community is like overwhelmed by by like the lack of support that we're getting in other places and it's not it's not an intentional thing but it is um it's a lack of familiarity right like i, I specifically remember like bringing in my father-in-law to visit the masjid and um instead of being invited to islam or 
educated about what we believe, he started getting asked to do like labor jobs by people in the mosque. And that's like the kind of thing we're trying to avoid. I mean, uh, everybody get get your work, you know, <laughs> do what you have to do for a living. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, we wanted to make a place where we could bring our friends, we could bring our family members, and they can feel totally at home, right? Like they'll, they know we have a different faith, but here you have the same food you've been eating your whole life. You're hearing the same conversations you've been having, you know, with your family your whole life. You have, you know, your friends, your neighbors, your cousins, um, so many people coming and just feeling like this is a place where I feel like I can breathe. I feel like I can explore this faith. I can embrace this faith and I don't have to change anything about myself. Um, yeah. For myself, really, it was, um, you know, Chicago is extremely diverse. But uh, that being said, Chicago is like at least one third Latino at this point. And my family comes entirely from neighborhoods that are Latino, Pilsen, Little Village. Uh, I grew up in Rogers Park, which is very diverse. So when I became Muslim, uh, I didn't find a lot of people to connect with. And it was a blessing when I started running into Latino brothers because I had the connection from my youth and from my my everyday life where I worked and the people I grew up with and all of that. So it was just a perfect, like, acceptance and adoption uh, for me and it's just been a beautiful support system ever since yeah ever since so for the last five years with the combined efforts of of the sisters and the brothers we've been able to make a lot of changes been able to do a lot of good um we've done neighborhood cleanups and neighborhoods that were totally neglected um by the greater muslim community so like Neighborhoods like Humboldt Park, like Brighton Park, like Belmont Cragen, like Cicero, like Little Village, um, all of these neighborhoods. We were able to come in because we're from there. We're able to do a lot of work and we're able to connect with the people and we're able to introduce them to our faith um, without them feeling like it's some foreign element. Like they recognize some of us like, oh, I grew up with you. I went to high school with you. This is different. Tell me more. Uh, that. We've been doing um, feedings uh, and service for the needy in, uh, in Pilsen uh, on the west side. for That's been going on for four years now, too. So us being able to do service, uh, back-to-school drives, all of these things in neighborhoods that you know we're from, that we want to give back to because those are the neighborhoods that helped build us and made us who we are. And that's where a lot of our family members still live. So... Um, the ability to come together and bring all of that um, as a team, uh, it, it's it's been uh, more than I could have ever imagined. If I could add something to that, I think that we have found um, we have a lot of people who were born into Islam. You know, they're not necessarily reverts and converts who are finding a strong connection with us because I think we have similar experiences of being in this country, being from Chicago, especially, you know. A lot of us are first generation here. Our parents are immigrants. So we can definitely relate to each other. And we found a lot of, our volunteers are amazing. We have an amazing team of volunteers. Many of them, like I said, are born into Islam and they bring so much to this organization. Even, I'd even say like, there's a lot of, uh, of youth, right? Or adults now. Yeah. That, that grew up in mixed families, right? Like, so it's 
one yeah. culture being uh, Arab, one culture being Mexican, one culture being the Pakistani, and the other one being uh, Guatemalan or something, right? So now they never fit in in both worlds, right? They never felt they were Guatemalan enough for their one side, and they were never Arab enough for the other. So Ojala has a number of people that are like, this is the first place I've ever come to where I feel like I could just be me because everybody's here and we're all, it brought my faith and it brought my culture and it, I can have biryani and mole and the same plate at a potluck and I love it. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, he does love it. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, can you tell me more about that, that unique experience of, you know, having that Latino culture, those specific foods that are, you know, from your country um, in those traditions and then how that relates to, you know, the specifically Muslim cultures and Muslim foods and traditions, um, you know, what are those challenges like? So I'm going to say that when it comes to finding familiarity, it's a big, big thing. See, as Latinos, um, we have a very strong culture, right? So we have a very strong cultural identity. Um, and it's really powerful to go somewhere and be able to speak to somebody in your own language, to be able to share meals that you grew up with. This is comfort food for you. You know, like we don't have Taco Tuesday. It's just Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think when our family, especially and people that are um, not as familiar with Islam, when they come and they realize, oh, you guys didn't change and become somebody else. You just kind of bettered yourself and bettered the things that you came into this religion with. Um, and we have all of these common factors. Food is a huge thing. Language is a huge thing. Um, being from Chicago is a huge thing. Being, you know, having similar experiences, if we're coming from immigrant families, if we're coming from specific neighborhoods or whatever it is, um, I think that all of those are uniting factors. And additionally, we really do welcome everybody. Like we really try to make this a space where we can have everybody find some sort of, of comfort and support. And if anybody is interested in learning about Islam, I just find it easier when you can start off at a common place. So like Abdul Karim was mentioning, you know, if you're able to go to a potluck and it's food that you're not familiar with, there might already be, you might be going to that potluck with a degree of like, this is for them. This is something for somebody else. I'm just joining. But when you come and you see like, whoa, this is food is really good. This is what I'm used to. Oh, this one speaks Spanish. This one is from my town or this one is, you know, then you kind of start to put that wall down and then you're able to listen a little bit more and start to build those bridges a little bit easier. Uh, yeah. So if you don't have anything else to add, um, I'm going to move on to my next question, which is more about the organization itself. So, you know, you guys provide learning materials, both in English and Spanish, um, and then you do a lot of community service, like you've mentioned. So um, kind of what is, you know, your main purpose for your organization and um, what does your day to day look like or what do you hope it looks like? So if, if I could I, just start with, I'm sorry, main purpose is a, is a tough one. You know, we're a new community. Um, we are the largest community embracing Islam right now. 
And being such a baby community, there's so many areas to cover. I mean, we're talking about support, we're talking about education, we're talking about different kinds of resources and different kinds of support that people need. And um, so there, there, there's a lot. We're spread you know, all over the place trying to fill as much of the need as we can. One of the things that I think is really amazing is what these guys do every Friday when they go out to neighborly deeds. I feel like that is, um, you know, that's when they go and they help the needy, they provide food, they provide different types of uh, needs that they might have, you know, from care packages and stuff like that. But that unites people in a way where people just want to do good. You know, some people, they just want to do good. And they find comfort in knowing that they're being productive and doing something good for another human being. Do you want to add to that, Abdul Karim? Yeah, I would say it's it's the overall support, you know, having a having a, a like an extended family or a new family. Because mm-hmm. um, sadly, you know, a lot of us when we come into Islam, it's like some of us have a huge like a uh, support system at home, a beautiful family that's like loving and caring. But not every situation is quite like that, right? We have some that like their families not accepting, some that uh, go through a lot of struggles. So it's so important for us to be you know, that support system for one another because we've all been there, right? Like a perfect example, I think it was two nights ago, one of the sisters was like, oh no, my car broke down. I'm on Howard in Kensington or something like that. Uh, killed there. And instantly we're able to contact like five or six brothers like or, or everyone in the community and like, yo, everybody, let's get over there. Let's help her. Let's take care of her. Why? Because her family's not able to do it at the moment, right? So we're able to be that support system that a lot of people just don't have. And and it, it really is like a family. It really is. Like I, I consider Alma as my family. Everyone in this organization that's like an intricate part of it is like my family. When we do stuff, like we've had children come into this community and we all look at them as like, these are our nieces and these are our nephews. When we've had family members, community members that have like passed on, you know, this is a loss for our entire community. It's not just like one or two people are hurt by it. And that's because we are their family. You know, we want to make sure that they're taken care of properly. And, you know, there's a prophetic saying, like you want for your brother or your sister, what you would want for yourself. So we we want to make that like our focus, like everything that, that you would want for yourself, you're going to be giving that to other people. And you know, because you see it, it's reciprocated, right? Like those other people are going to be taking care of you the same way you're taking care of them right now. Um, so have either one of you ever seen or experienced any kind of pushback or like culture clash um, concerning, you know, you know, obviously the Latino community is usually very Catholic or Christian. Um, so can you speak to that, if any, if anything? So if I could say, like, when it comes to the Latino uh, community, alhamdulillah, we we don't have the dividing issues that I find um, in the American society, at least not as prevalent in my experience. Um, I know that different people have had different experiences and this isn't true for everyone, right? Some people have must have like some horrible situations that they could have encountered. But personally, I see that with the Latinos, they are more receptive, they're more welcoming. And this is something that is very familiar to Islam. We hold um, 
a certain set of standards and values in our lives. So we we hold family very dear. We hold religion, you know, also is important for us. But I haven't really experienced that kind of, of clashingness. And I will also add that even being a Muslim coming into, um, you know, Islam and to the Muslim community, my experience was pretty, pretty positive and pretty good. At the same time, I will say that I kind of came into this and I knew this was for me. I knew I had to own it. I knew that nobody was going to dictate where they were going to put me. I knew that if Islam is for everybody, that that means it is for me as I am, as I'm coming into this. And um, I think that having that mindset of saying, okay, I had a bad experience today at the masjid, but you know what? You don't own the masjid. You know, going into things with that (laughs) mindset allowed me to push through and not focus on the negative. I, I would mostly focus on the positive and the, the changes that we were bringing. I did feel like me, my people, my community is an asset for your community. You know, you're supporting us is good for you. It's good for this ummah. So you should do it. I'm, I don't want to say I'm doing you a favor, but I'm doing something good here, you know? And uh, that, that was just my take on it personally of the Kareem. I know we had different experiences in all of this, so. Yeah, um, yeah, I would say like our interactions with the the greater Latino community has been fantastic. It's been mm-hmm. so accepting because they're like, oh, you know, like you're still one of us, but like you got this faith, so tell me more. So we have so many experiences. Like last year, we did a back to school drive in Cicero, and all of the Spanish speaking uh, news stations were like propagating it and inviting people to it. All these Latino Muslims are giving out school bags and school supplies. Come get it. And the whole neighborhood came. We had we gave away like 250, 300 school bags, supplies and everything. Um, probably in a couple of hours. It was incredible. And it was raining, too. So we had we had an incredible uh, amount of support from the community. Very accepting. Uh, same thing. We're doing, you know, work in Pilsen for almost close to five years. Um, with the neighborly deeds, you know, where we're giving out meals and it's home cooked meals most of the time. It's meals they're familiar with. So we're giving, you know, food from our own houses. Uh, we're cooking it, we're preparing it, we're giving it out. And then we're giving clothing, we're giving, you know, emergency items, hygiene kits. So the community sees you doing things and they recognize it and they appreciate it. That's one, I think, very beautiful characteristic of the Latino community is like, if they see you're authentic, if they see you're actually like real, you do what you say, you walk the talk, as they, uh, uh, you know, um, people respect you. And once you get that respect, it's like you're accepted until you do something to lose it. Otherwise, like you're good. And um, from the Latino side, it's been fantastic. And I would say in general, from like the greater Muslim community, it's also been very good. You know, it's been very supportive as far as like they recognize like this is a need. This is a big need. This is a huge growing segment of the society. And it is the future. You know, I've had many, many people come to me and say, like, Yo, we recognize this is the future of Islam in this country. You're the fastest growing graphic. You're the, the fastest people in our own, in our own faith, the fastest growing demographic in our faith. Um, so they want to support us in every which way. The only time that we have any little pushback is, um, you know, a lot of times people want to help you and they want to tell you like what you need. 
And that's awesome because I know it comes from a very good place. It comes from, we've been through something like this and we want to give you the best possible advice on how to do it. And sometimes it's a little different than what we want to do because we know our people, we know our communities and we know our culture and we know what's going to work and what's going to come off as like uh, some colonizer type stuff. So we do our best to like meld those things and, you know, take the best of what they have to offer. And and like I said, um, overwhelmingly, all the major communities have been so supportive. But, mm-hmm. you know, just like anything, people people are often full of advice. So if I could just add to that, you know, just thinking about our journey, um, I'm going to say that when we were starting to, you know, push this forward in a more formal way, um, it was a little bit difficult because the larger Muslim community didn't realize the need that we had and what we were trying to say. A lot of them assume that, well, you know, if they live here, they probably speak English. You don't need anything exclusive in Spanish or you don't need a separate space, or you don't, you know, and um, going back to what Abdul Karim has just mentioned, we've seen great strides in these past 20 years. And the way that the community is right now, they're very supportive. They see the need at this point. They have seen what we're trying to do, the work that we have done, what we've accomplished. And they see that even without anybody's work, Latinos are embracing Islam in numbers that we can't keep up with nationwide, not even nationwide, I'm going to say globally. Now, when I first came to Islam, I remember looking for a masjid in Mexico. I'm from Mexico. There was no masjid, no Muslim community. No, I couldn't find any anything, any book in Spanish outside of the Quran that was translated. I couldn't find any material to share with my family. And I do say that um, there was a lot of different individuals and small groups in different places Well, I feel like we were all working in this direction, even though we didn't have social media to connect. We didn't know what each other was doing, but everybody was working individually. And right now we're reaping those benefits. We're seeing everybody's efforts like, you know, take fruit. Well, thanks so much for joining us this week from me and Maya. Goodbye. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at American Muslim Today. And if you'd like to read more about this story and access more digital content, feel free to check out our website, AmericanMuslimToday.com. We'll see you next week on The Muslim Viewpoint.